Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Hello. Welcome to the transition story. You might say second wind is all about transitions, is it not? We're constantly moving from one new thing in our life to another. But because we are each unique, we are influenced by what happens to us from birth. It's influenced through our environments, through our families, through our siblings, and through our mentors, just to mention a few teachers and so forth. But there are a few experiences that will stay the same for all of us. And we're going to be talking about one of those today. And that transition is aging. Aging is part of living, you might say. And it's very important that we, as women, understand what aging does to our bodies, to our minds, to our growth, as we continue our journey. Now, I am thrilled to have our guest with us today because Dr. Barb Dupree is a medical doctor, a gynecologist in practice for over 30 years. She specializes in midlife women's health. She is certified through the North American Menopause Society as a provider and was named the 2013th North American Menopause Society Certified Menopause Provider of the Year. ShareCare named her as the top 10 social health maker for menopause in September 2013. Finding that products helped, that helped her patient's sexual growth was not really readily available. So Dr. Dupree founded MiddlesexMD.com, which is her website. It's a website that was created to share practice-tested, practice-tested, clinical sound information and products for women, including guidance for working with partners and caregivers. Dr. Dupree has published many articles. She has many on her website, middlesexmd.com. She has blog posts there that will be very beneficial for you. And out of those, she has created the publication, Yes, You Can, Dr. Bob's Recipe for Lifelong Intimacy. Lifelong Intimacy. Did you hear that? That's exciting. She is a frequent spokesperson for women's sexual health 
quoted in Self, Everyday Health, and Huffington Post. With all that said, (laughs) I am excited to welcome Dr. Barb onto the show today. Thank you for coming, Dr. Barb. Yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) How did you move from general gynecology into this much-needed midlife women's health subject? Well, I found that in my practice, um, as I was focusing on women's health generally and then more specifically menopausal women's health, um, many women expressed concern around sexual health. My intake history and physical that women or history that women fill out before their appointment has about eight questions related to sexual health. And Mm -hmm. the level of dissatisfaction that was shared by women was really notable. So Mm -hmm. as I began to offer discussion around that with women, it became apparent that menopause does pose unique physical changes for most women in some area of their life. But sexual changes often accompany that, certainly, and women find it very disruptive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think it's exciting that women are now gynecologists, and I I love the increase in the numbers. Personally, I've always gone to a male, and that conversation didn't seem to come up. So I was excited to see that you had, because of your work in going into midlife and probably a reflection of where you are as well in your life, uh, you found it really needed to be discussed. And I think so few doctors do that. Well, the natural changes that happen for women, especially around menopause, obviously there are many reasons that women experience changes related to sexual health, but menopause is a notable time. And women mm-hmm. associate hot flashes with menopause. That's sort of the right. common I know I'm menopausal because I missed a couple periods and I'm having night sweats and hot flashes. But the changes that occur sexually, the vaginal dryness, more difficulty with arousal and orgasm, often lags that maybe by months to years, and women don't necessarily associate it any longer that it's a hormonal-related event. Right. So it's often seen as just aging, which... Granted that menopause is, I think we could put in that category too, but my goal was to help women understand that changes do occur, but along with that, you can accommodate those changes and continue to engage in sex more comfortably if you understand it and can implement the proper changes. And also Mm -hmm. there are some great treatment options that can be Mm -hmm. sought. So Mm -hmm. it seemed like an area that women were moving through without much knowledge, information, and then without proper access to products, for instance, vaginal lubricants and moisturizers to make sex now more comfortable. Or or maybe they just need to know what kinds of questions to ask their physician. I want it to be a resource for women to be able to further have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so right. The the onset of menopause, when you get those flashes, and and then there is a lag, because I know in my own story, it, it there was a lag, and I, I didn't understand why all of a sudden it, it's part of menopause, and mm-hmm. it came so late. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a shock. Well, well, okay, what do I do now? And um, so I can see where uh, this book that you have written and can be read by all people, all women going through this transition can see, be such a benefit to helping them understand what's happening in their bodies. Um, you know, you mentioned that that 60% of your patients had experienced a loss in sexual activity when, from this survey that you took questionnaire that you gave them, 45% had lost arousal, and 45% had lost sexual response. That Those are shocking numbers, but it's all very natural what happens in the transition. It is. But as a result of that, for many women, um, the thing that was astonishing to me was women even those who are in active loving relationships were stepping away from being intimate or sexually active mm-hmm. because of these changes. Mm-hmm. And the research also suggests that sexual activity has many health benefits, but I think even more important, the relationship benefits. There's been some research over time to say that when sex is good in a relationship, it has a 20% benefit to that relationship. But when it's yeah. bad, it can have, mm-hmm. you know, 50, 60% negative impact. So the idea of not only making it possible and comfortable, but what does that mean for an enriched continuing relationship? And that was really mm. one of my motivators for trying to make sure women had the proper knowledge and mm-hmm. tools to continue to stay engaged in um, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear so much. I hear so much of more discussion about the the male in his transition, and far less about the female. Is it we just don't discuss it? Is that the problem? It is the problem, and it is an interesting problem that women are so good at sharing and sharing details and sharing all sorts of information. You know, we all spent innumerable hours talking about which preschool we were going to enroll our kids in and, you know, regaling our labor stories over and over again and sharing. But this Mm -hmm. is an area that that really doesn't get talked about much, which is not Mm -hmm. surprising to me that this might be an area that's somewhat uncomfortable to talk about over coffee or at book club, but it's also not general information disseminated to women even through some of our media outlets. So I appreciate you taking the time to try to help women have further knowledge and understanding of this. Right. Um, You're so right. Women don't talk about that because from the very early age as teenagers, we approach the whole sex picture quite differently from the males sex are more sex is more um, laughed about or whispered about in a woman's environment than it is in a male's it's like they're pursuing us for that very act of sex Mm -hmm. many times Mm -hmm. and you know so we we play the innocent ones Um, 
I think that's changing a little bit with the newer generation, but it was certainly quite common in my generation, which, you know, I'm in the 65 plus age. So when we come back from our commercial, we're going to be talking more about how the women of this world can become more aware of the benefits and the beauty of their body once they understand what's happening. So we're going to discuss what's happening with your body. We will be back shortly to talk more with Dr. Barb. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Today we are talking with Dr. Bob. Barb, sorry, Barbara, Barb. Um, and we're talking about the transition of midlife. All of us go through this transition. We experience the menopause, and then we experience the transition in our bodies. And it's very perplexing. It's sometimes disappointing if you've enjoyed that part of your sexual life. And it's frustrating that you're not drawn, you're not as playful, maybe, as you once were with your partner. So Dr. Barb has written a fabulous book that needs to be on every woman's shelf. Whether you are married or single woman, you need to know the facts of taking care of your midlife body. So Barbara, what are some of the key tips that you would give a woman that's starting into this change? Well, I think it's important to understand what is and isn't hormone related. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 
and and that's varies from woman to woman. So most yeah. of my practice is related to perimenopause and menopausal women's health, and I always start the conversation by talking about estrogen being a very potent hormone in women that's been present for 40 years, having a very significant impact on our brain, our skin, our bones, our breasts, our blood vessels, our vagina, our vulva, throughout our body. And now as it's more disrupted in its production and maybe absent in menopause, Mm -hmm. all of those areas are likely to have some impact. And it may be sleep and mood for one person, and it may be urinary frequency for another person. So there can be such a wide variety of symptoms. But I think understanding as things are changing what might occur, and then Mm -hmm. this is really a time where lifestyle does matter more, and this idea of self-care and taking the time to invest in your own personal emotional health, physical health, sexual health, mm-hmm. all of those things just have greater impact for women who who are at this stage of life. So if exercise hasn't been part of your routine, it really must be now. And this idea of regular, healthy, whole foods, um, dietary input, I talk to women mm-hmm. and, you know, food is fuel. And you're mm-hmm. only as good as you are fueled. So mm-hmm. we've been so focused being the wife and the mother and the daughter and the employee that we're not mm-hmm. by nature likely to put ourselves at the front of the to-do list. But I mm. think it's really critical that women start to think about themselves in terms of needing more time and attention. Yeah, and it's a hard, it is a difficult um, mind shift to think that we need to maintain this beautiful body that we were given, um, that we keep it healthy, and that we actually have to donate money, uh, money, um, time to it. We need to donate the time, create the time on our schedule to take care of us. Now, you mentioned the exercise. When you talk about exercise, what are you, is it a walking routine? Is it the gym? Or what is it that you are proposing as an exercise? My recommendation to women to get optimal outcome, both for weight maintenance, for sleep, for mood Mm -hmm. management, is generally 45 minutes, five days a week of something aerobic, meaning get your heart rate up um, Mm -hmm. with that activity. For some women, that can be a brief, brisk walk. I think in the you know, at its core, it needs to be something that you somewhat enjoy, so you'll be willing to do it day in and day out. No. Some variety is always great, so we, novelty to any routine, a sexual routine is good, an exercise routine is good. So a variety of things that you might enjoy. For me, living in the Midwest, I have seasonal things I can <laughs> do and enjoy that add some variety. So it's really being creative around what what your time allows what your, um, you know, tools and accessibility allows for, for, you know, a gym membership or not. Maybe it's just a pair of tennis shoes and some elastic bands. There's a lot you can do at home in your own mm-hmm. bedroom or basement. Mm-hmm. But I do think when it comes to investing in something, exercise probably is going to give you the best return on that investment. Right. Now, 
now we take if we take care of that part of the body then we have to go inside and take care of the inside of the body uh, well food is inside but you know what i mean the the private parts of our body and mm-hmm. when i discuss that what what would be something that you would uh, suggest to a woman yeah well interesting you should ask because One of the best things that help women maintain their sexuality and comfortable intercourse is sex Mm -hmm. itself. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really all about blood supply and using pelvic floor and the muscles in a proper way. And Mm -hmm. sex does all of that for women. So when we think about preserving sexual function, one of the mm-hmm. best ways is to engage in sex. So as you referenced in the, introducing this segment, whether you're in a relationship or not, I think the mm-hmm. women who are not in a relationship can be some of my more challenging population because a lot of times they don't even, they can't imagine themselves in a relationship. But I've been doing this long enough to know that for many women, surprises later in life happen. They meet someone. They want to be intimate again. They want to be able to have intercourse. And if you've not kept up, maintained the vagina, the vulva, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to be pleasantly surprised by the results of trying to have intercourse after years of mm-hmm. inattention. But it's still, it's possible to go back and revitalize uh, that area Right? It is. It is. Absolutely. So it is absolutely possible. And it may take some effort um, and some treatment, but it is possible. Meanwhile, for those women who are moving through this with or without a partner, using vaginal moisturizers, many women Mm -hmm. know about lubricants where you use a lubricant at the time you're having intercourse to take away the friction and make it more comfortable with more glide and slide, Mm -hmm. but moisturizers really should be used in the interim a couple of times a week. What they do, there's a bioadhesive uh, factors to it, and it draws fluid into the vagina to try to keep it more soft and elastic and moist, because Mm -hmm. once we're menopausal in the absence of estrogen, progressive dryness and thinning is going to happen for each of us at mm-hmm. some rate of change. And for some women, it's it's soon into menopause, and for other women, it's later. But the use it or lose it phrase mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. doesn't apply any more aptly than it does to the vagina. <laughs> well, let's see. It applies in so many different areas of our life. you got to keep using some of these things to keep them vital and, and working yes. properly. Um, yes. You know, I've always heard that in reference to voice <laughs> because I'm a singer. Yes. So that I always hear that comment. But if a, I find one of the challenges for a woman, particularly when she needs to start doing the the um, um, manipulation of the of the I don't know what to call it, private area. Um, you see, I even have trouble with that conversation down there. Um, there's still um, a hesitancy on her part. One, she's never done it, and so she feels very uncomfortable. It's sort of like she needs to go in the closet and hide. And I really want us to bring us outside and realize that it's part of being a woman, that we have these areas and they do need to be nurtured and taken care of. 
Now, yes. do you have to have that conversation with women in your office? I do have that conversation with women in my office, and it doesn't take very long to get a sense of where women are in their level of comfort in mm-hmm. um, exploring this themselves. Mm-hmm. We, I sell vibrators in my office. I talk with them about the clinical importance of using devices such as a vibrator, and I mm-hmm. have it in the room, the exam room, so I can show them they are nicely designed, they work mm-hmm. well. Women find that achieving an orgasm takes a lot longer as they age, and certainly mm-hmm. that's part of the pleasure, and that's part of the pleasure for your partner as well and the experience. So if you can incorporate a vibrator, you can probably enjoy that event more. So I bring out a vibrator, have them hold it, show it, show them the different um, things that it does as far as pulsations and intensity mm-hmm. of pulsations and ha- have them imagine how that might benefit them sexually. And right. most women appreciate that. Some women maybe do not, um, but I don't mm. think anyone is offended by at least the idea or introduction. And maybe it's just an introduction of an idea now that later will manifest a woman to pursue acting on that. But it really is important. And I had a 72-year-old who had her first orgasm. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. So, and she came back and was so excited about what she had discovered. So, it, it's it's an interesting area of women's health to be involved in women's care, but it's mm-hmm. um, it's variable. Mm-hmm. And I I I don't want to impose my beliefs on other women because our our culture, our family of origin. There are so many messages we've gotten over the years around sexuality that it is complicated. And Mm -hmm. so trying to be sensitive to that and bring women through it is part of the journey as well. Yes, I can see that would be on your part. You're just you're so excited. Anyone would be excited about sharing that there is hope for their life to continue sexually. But if they've had some reservation or they're from the generation thing, never talked about it, this is really a challenge. So I can see how sensitive it is for you when working with a client or a patient to um, just be aware of the possibilities out there. Um, I... What I do like about going to your website, which is middlesexmd.com, is that you have on your website these very um, instruments. You, how do you refer to these as toys, devices, or products? Devices, toys, products. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now we, you know, I'm more commonly known the toy, but but that's only because of where it was bought before before you offered the option of going to a nice site to peruse and look at um, uses devices. So I want all of you to be aware that you can go there and very sensitively understand and see products that will benefit you. And so you can have the experience, continued experience of sexual um, enjoyment. We are going for a break now, and we will be back soon. 
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. It's words you never heard. Laughter was such good medicine. Ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves, and 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cackinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cackinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Dr. Barb, and she is talking to us about midlife changes, what menopause, how it can affect the woman's body of 45 plus, It, it it affects us at all ages, depending upon how we are so unique. So everyone is affected at different ages. But I know in my own transition that I was surprised when dryness came into my life. I went, what? What is this? What is this? And so anyway, I didn't have Dr. Barb, but I didn't go to a local practitioner here. And um, we dis- there was a plan. So, um, Dr. Barb, you mentioned that whether you're in a, you're single or you're in a relationship, let's talk about the people that are in a relationship. And this woman, let's say, has never explored using a device to help her um, have orgasm, or maybe she's never had orgasm, but how important is it to bring your partner in on this? Well, I think it's really, really important to bring your partner along on this. And I will often send women home from the office visit and say, you know, use this opportunity 
to open this door for conversation. Mentioned mm-hmm. that you were in to see me today, and I asked you about sexual health, and I had very pointed questions about intercourse, desire, comfort, arousal, dryness, and you shared with me that it was becoming more uncomfortable, or you were aware of a loss of desire, or it is harder for you to now have an orgasm, and that we talked about new tools and tricks. I use this analogy with women. You know, when you get to 40 and your near vision starts to fade, we don't stop reading or seeing the world. (laughs) We pick up readers and we pick up cute readers and we pick up a half a dozen readers because we want to continue to engage. So when we have a loss of sexual function, well, let's pick up the technology that's there to help us continue to enjoy it and not be put off by this. So I I think sex is an area, not unlike other areas of our life, where it's largely developed around habits and routines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can lead to boredom and even seeing it as a chore, but probably one that didn't require a lot of communication because you picked up the cue of the look on Friday night, understanding it was going to lead to intercourse, and mm-hmm. you knew where his hand was going to go next and where that mm-hmm. was going to lead to, and mm-hmm. and it was this somewhat routine that 30 years worked great for you, but right. it may no longer work great, and if you haven't been of the habit of talking about it, it can be hard to know the language you need mm-hmm. now to talk about. So that was the other thing my website, MiddlesexMD, is designed to do is trying to help facilitate a discussion for women and their partners um, to maybe work through it together as well. Mm-hmm. Don't you find that we are getting to be such a generation of people of give me a pill and fix it type of medication? Um, yes. A lot of us want to go find the little pink pill that will now, that supposedly has been announced, that will make us become more aggressive, more alive. We've got it for the man. Now we want it for the woman. And yet we totally miss, and I don't hear good reports about that little pink pill, but we totally miss that we have the capability of of doing this of healthfully, without any chemicals in our body, we can regenerate that part of our body, right? You know, it is possible. And I, I try to take women along in, on this journey in this way. I think your, your comments just now were my, primarily around desire. And women mm-hmm. really, over time, change from losing spontaneous desire and Mm -hmm. become more responsive in desire. And so when women say, I I just don't have any drive, that is not unusual. Now, we can make generalizations here. There are always exceptions, but generally speaking, women do lose desire. Desire is not that spontaneous physical response in the presence of your partner like it was you know, when you were in a new relationship, it is much more responsive. So women need to think mm-hmm. about it that way mm-hmm. and look for the cues and do the mental preparation of decluttering your brain of an email that needs to be returned or a load of laundry that's sitting in the dryer ready to be folded and 
really spend more time in preparation, what we would call mindfulness around mm-hmm. this. And once women engage in sex, choose to be sexual, respond to that sexual cue, physically often the physical responses will then follow and you mm-hmm. can arouse, enjoy the event and hopefully orgasm and say, I'm glad I did that. But it's the getting in it that can be a bigger challenge for women. So it takes more time and planning and intention and just understanding as well. Don't you think there's a a pretty common belief that when a woman says, oh, I'm tired, she puts the problem on she's tired and doesn't understand that it's also wrapped around the lack of desire because of the menopause shift do you see what i'm asking sometimes we just throw that all in with i'm tired but really it's two things going on yes you may be tired from doing all of the activities but it's also that the desire has declined and that can be addressed there are two things that need to be addressed there right and and i think the other thing that um happens this is a challenging time for women and men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, aging parents, maybe empty nests, career conflicts or opportunities. And women see it as a real time of transition in some ways. So yes. I, you can also think about sex as the canary in the coal mine. And sometimes sex is actually a reflection of more broadly of the relationship that needs to be carefully assessed and maybe a reconnection has to happen at that level. So it is complicated. And to say there's one single thing or, you know, go home with a vibrator and it will solve all the problems, not necessarily. So we want women to think about this in a pretty comprehensive way. And I will tell you, sexual health mirrors general health. Mm -hmm. We talked earlier about exercise. Mm-hmm. This is such an important time to look at general health and try to stay ahead of all the chronic diseases that are likely to occur with increasing frequency as we get older. And as our medication list increases, that can have implications here as well. Joint pain can limit mobility, might make intercourse just somewhat challenging just from that perspective. So right. there are mm-hmm. many aspects of this we need to take into consideration right yeah um i think we don't handle stress as much at all during those years i can sort of certainly notice in my body that the stress level because my mother is 99 years old mm-hmm. and um you know that's constant stress right there so it's um yeah I can see. You need that exercise. You need that diet to support the the stress that we all have in our life. Um, right. Now, one of the problems when we do talk about going through and getting devices, and what I like so much about your website, is that on your website, you enable a woman to be able to, in her home, pick the the tool or the device that she would like to start using. Now, in the past, you have found, and I'll give you my example of my life, I had to go into what was called a toy store. 
Now, it was very embarrassing. It was um, awkward. And I got in there and I didn't know what half the things meant. You know, I just wanted a device. And so, it, you know, it was so embarrassing. I think even on the way out, I was approached and I went, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. So that was my experience of stepping outside of my comfort zone. And what you have enabled women to be able to do is to get the right device in a safe environment without embarrassment and to understand how that device can help her reach sexual pleasure. Exactly. And, you know, for precisely the reason you just mentioned, I felt like a website was necessary because when I would send a patient out having recommended something like a vibrator, Mm -hmm. who knows where the Internet was going to take her or in my area, there really aren't. Yes. Not a nearby retailer or anyone I'd want her to go to. Right. So it it it, it felt kind of dirty, dirty. and it, <laughs> dirty. Yes. Right. And and we really see this as clinical. I mean, really yes. we're talking here about sexual health. So yes. I actually went to an adult novelty expo to do product selection to try mm-hmm. to get high quality um products that have mm-hmm. quality engineering, quality materials, because some of them are so off-putting in their appearance and their name, in the materials they use, um, the design is, is just, and, and you can go to a site that may have 500 vibrators to choose from. Yeah, and, very and confusing. It, it, it's overwhelming and confusing. So my, yeah. my focus was to narrow this feel down and bring in well-designed, well-understood products that could help women um, achieve their outcome in a safe um, atmosphere. Right. Well, listeners, I do want you to go to her website because she she has created something that offers you a convenient uh, way of getting... um, a device for you to use. We are going to take a break. And I just I just don't want this to be over because there's so much valuable information that we need to implement into our lives. Because we've talked about the married woman, but we're going to talk about the single woman. Sometimes we feel life is over as a single. So when we return, we will be talking more with Dr. Barb. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747.
official 4th of July party was held at the White House in 1801. But did you know that countries other than the U.S. celebrate American Independence Day or July 4th? Denmark, Italy, Portugal, and England all have 4th of July parties. In fact, the British celebrate their independence with bungers and fizz gigs, otherwise known as firecrackers, just like in America. Squib is slang for an electric match used in pyrotechnics. Our dog celebrates July 4th every year the same way, by cowering under the bed. Many European celebrations take place, of course, at American military bases. I'd like to send a special thanks to all our armed forces stationed around the world for everything you do to provide freedom and independence to America. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We have been talking with Dr. Barb Dupree today, and she has this awesome book, Yes, You Can, Dr. Barb's Recipe for Lifelong Intimacy. That brings up the point that it does not stop. Intimacy does not need to stop at age 60, 70. Or, and she even mentioned someone 73, I think, wasn't it, Barbara? That mm-hmm. had her first climax. Yes. On her website, Middlesex MD, you will find blogs that she has posted on several different subjects you will there is not one on there that you will not find answers for she's posted about sex after breast cancer um about wetness a long period of dry you know where you're not active as single women or even as married women so there are all sorts of answers on that website i really really encourage you to go to this website and get the benefits get the book because it really outlines everything that you need to continue continue your sexual health and that it there's no need for it to stop it can go on now barbara we talked we talked about i keep wanting to call you barbara sorry that's fine <laughs> um, no i am happy with that <laughs> as we as we were talking we did talk a little bit about the the married but there's a growing growing community of single women in our society all over the world and so when we do become single and i'm one of those you go through this period of maybe no sex for a while and then when you do have the experience you are maybe surprised oh i didn't realize i would be sore or tight or hurt with the sexual activities. So um, how does a woman prepare for that dry spell or re-enter after a dry spell? So we talked earlier about um, sex itself is good treatment for maintaining comfortable sex, again, because of what it does. It's all about blood supply and pelvic floor and the use of muscles and maintaining tone, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. So when women are single for a variety of reasons and transition through menopause, it's likely they're not going to have awareness of any changes going on in the vulva or vagina. Yes. Some women may have some subtle um sensation that suggests things are changing, but most women are very comfortable and mm-hmm. a lot of women aren't thinking about the future and what that might mean for them sexually. So most women are not paying attention or doing any kind of maintenance treatment, so to speak. So right. I try to tell women that, you know, within, usually within two to five years of menopause, up to half of women are having clinical pain with intercourse that really does require treatment. So mm-hmm. into menopause at any time sooner is better than later. If you're going to try to maintain comfort using a vaginal moisturizer is probably the best way to do that. Those are over-the-counter non-hormonal vaginal products that you place in the vagina two to three times a week. And the goal is to really retain, maintain some of the vaginal moisture, hopefully mm-hmm. some of the elasticity of the vagina. So at the, a future point, you could use the vagina. It could be there for mm-hmm. you. And it's mm-hmm. interesting how when women do meet a partner, um, they will say, wow, desire is there. Oftentimes lubrication, arousal is there. But mm-hmm. if, the narrow, if the vagina has narrowed and shortened and thinned over mm-hmm. the period of menopausal years, it can be very unpleasant when women discover that for the first time in the, a new relationship. Yeah, I probably would have thought that it would just be necessary to do when you were getting ready to have intercourse. But you're maintaining that it needs to be an ongoing weekly um, act of lubricating the area. Ideally, it is. Um, One of my most dramatic patients, I saw her back not long ago. I met her just over one year ago. She had been menopausal for many, many years, not in a relationship, Mm -hmm. and had met a wonderful gentleman, and they were going to be married. And I could place a Q-tip in her vagina. That was the extent of it, just a Mm Q-tip. I couldn't place a fingertip. She had no knowledge of that. So we talked Mm -hmm. about, well, anticipation of her her evolving relationship, we were going to need to get to work on that. So using, in her case, prescription medications to address the vagina and then vaginal dilators, which are devices, they're cone-shaped devices that patients do at home with a lubricant. Mm. They slide it into the vagina, and it can mm-hmm. gently stretch and lengthen the vagina. And for her, it took about eight months, but she was able to then successfully have intercourse comfortably after we, you know, we did the proper treatments. But if you can maintain what you mm-hmm. have going into menopause, we might not have to do the work to regain it um, right? in yeah. quite the same way. So it doesn't always end up on women's to-do list, but it should be on women's to-do list. Right. But you uh, mentioned she used a prescription. With what's on your website, um, there is a gel that you um, have. And does that, that would be fine for most women to start using without right. the prescription right. so the would. Web- yes. Right. So if if you use the non-prescription products out of the gate and consistently, it, you may never need to have a prescription to address it. Mm-hmm. So it is always best to be on the front end of prevention in using these products regularly 
But mm-hmm. if that's not possible or if that hasn't happened, there are other options we can do that will help regain vaginal comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is, would you say, is the biggest um, fulfillment that you are experiencing now in your work? Um, you have opened doors for so many women in your area, and I hope today that we have listeners that will walk away with, I'm not finished, there's a future for me. Um, but what is the benefit you, that you feel in what you have offered for so many of your patients? And You know, I guess I would, as you ask that question, I think about the patient I just described to you who actually sent me this wonderful email after we were done with her treatment and you know she had been able to have intercourse comfortably actually her husband sent me an email separately as well just an expression of appreciation that through the work we did together you know they found this loving relationship more fulfilling as a result of being able to share sexual intercourse i think relationships obviously can be rich and full in Mm -hmm. the absence of intercourse, but there Mm -hmm. is something very special in connecting people when they're able to share that. So they both wrote poignantly about their appreciation for the effort and the time that we put in together, really, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I was guiding her, but she had homework to do. And, you know, to be able Mm -hmm. to now share this kind of ultimate act of love and respect is, is very meaningful for individuals. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you point out that the sexual act is a very important key part of a healthy marriage relationship. Um, so, yeah, that's sweet. That's really very sweet. Um, you know, you, you can always see the wife saying that, but to have it as mm-hmm. well from the man, I think that's awesome. <laughs> that's, yeah, it was yes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So well, once in a while, men come along with their wives to, to, you know, share in their perspective on it, which is always helpful. Mostly I'm hearing about it from the women themselves, but um, for many women, I think they feel like the efforts that they put into this are very, um, very beneficial. And so when you see this as sort of an added extra in a relationship, oh, but mm-hmm. it's not all that important, it's... I'm okay to move on beyond this. Um, most women find when it can be restored that the relationship flourishes even more. So mm. there is great appreciation, I think. Right. Do you find a noticeable change in the woman's confidence? Yes. When you see yes. her? Mm-hmm. I would say that is true. And, but the flip side is true. You know, we didn't really talk about this aspect, but when women transition through menopause, part of what they might experience can be weight gain or redistribution of body fat. And so women in their self-image often suffers at this time, and that does translate for them sexually. So mm-hmm. this other idea we talked about earlier about self-care and exercise just empowers women and to love themselves more in their self-image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because just the redistribution of the tummy fat has been just, for me, quite a 
thing to overcome. I mean, I just want to get a knife. <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> it, it is. So. It is a notable change that nearly every woman experiences to some extent. Um, and it's, yeah. And we view ourselves, we're pretty critical in our self-view. Uh, so oh, yeah. fortunately, men are much more gracious and accepting, mm-hmm. but we need to need to be confident in that. Mm-hmm. Well, Barbara, I, Dr. Barb, I so love that you gave us this time because I, I hope that this reaches so many women out there that are needing to feel healthier, needing to know there's hope in, in having sexual pleasure with or without a partner and that it's very much a common part of life. There's not an end to that part of our life. And uh, so I appreciate that you wrote this book. It's full of dynamic, wonderful topics. Um, And so it's called Yes, You Can, Dr. Barb's Recipe for Long Life Intimacy. And you need to go to Middlesex MD to find more information. So thank you, Dr. Barb, for being here with me today. It's been just fabulous. Thank you, Joyce. Very informative. So, listeners, when you come back next week, we'll be talking about more things that concern you and I as women. But you do have an assignment, and that's to go get this book. So, I look forward to sharing with you next week another great guest. More information that will help you make your transition with success. Have a great week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, Women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 